to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, which is the last episode of the year for Freedom Fridays, we are going to talk about, since the new is coming, what should we do with the old? And so let's start out with Romans chapter 12, excuse me, chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, in verse 12. The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. And then he continues... Next week, we're going to talk about what to add, but here we're going to talk about what to subtract from your life. Are there things in your life as you are facing the new year that just need to go? There are things that are either negative, uh, detrimental to your, your health, detrimental to the health of your family, um, your relationships, your relationship with Christ, um, detrimental to to yourself in general um, are those things there that just need to go he gives us a list of some of the things and he's saying just as we're we're looking at the day is almost gone or the night is almost gone the day is coming he's talking spiritually there when we're talking about um, this world is coming to an end um, what should we get rid of? Therefore, lay aside the deeds of darkness. What are the deeds of darkness in our lives right now as we finish up 2021 and get ready for 2022? He does give some of those things in verse 13. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, so there are a lot of people that live for the weekend, and that means going partying and getting drunk um, or drugs or whatnot um, or just causing trouble. And he says, no, we're not supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be laying that aside. Get rid of that junk. It's not about drunkenness. It's about being filled with the Spirit. And so... We should not be controlled by that. And then he continues, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality. If the world isn't looking for drunkenness and for a state of high, then it's definitely looking for um, sensuality. It's everywhere. It's on the commercials. It's in the television shows. It's in the movies. It's in the, the music. It's in what people wear to Walmart nowadays. Um, it, it's even on the advertisements and inside Walmart. So it's, it's everywhere. And he says that we need to get rid of that. Get it out of your system. Put it aside. Don't focus on those things. Don't focus on that being the thing that completes you. 
the thing that completes you, that I'm going to give you a little preview to next week, should be our relationship with Christ. Not these things. We need to remove these things. And we're going to talk about how to put on the things next week. It gives us a couple other things. Not in strife and jealousy. Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses. How about keeping up with Christ? Don't worry about the um, strife that's going on in the world. And there's lots of it to go around. Let's not continue to... to um, Add to the strife. Now, that doesn't mean we don't confront error. That doesn't mean we don't confront apostasy and, and sin. But it does mean that we don't unnecessarily argue about things that really, in the light of eternity, aren't that important. Well, let's move down to Ephesians chapter 4 beginning in verse 17. So this I say, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. So he's saying, let's put off the non-Christian thing. It says Gentiles there because the Gentiles in that time frame were the ones who were without the law of God. They, they didn't understand who God was. For the most part, there were some and here he's talking to the church of Ephesus, which is a bunch of Gentiles, by the way. And he's saying the Gentiles in general. He's not talking about them. He's talking about their former life. Um, those who do not know Christ. Those who are not Christians. And he's saying, um, don't walk like, like the world. Don't walk like the world. Because when you walk like the world, it's futile. It, it, it's, it, your mind is corrupted. Your thinking is destroyed and corrupted, um, being darkened in their understanding, futility in their mind, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Ignorance is simply, their ignorance is simply they don't know about Christ. They don't know about God's commands. They don't know about his requirements and they are not going to follow them because they don't they don't know their their understanding is darkened it hasn't been enlightened by the gospel of Christ and so don't live like the world because of the hardness of their heart and now because of the hardness of their heart they've become callous they don't even it doesn't even phase them when they do things that are evil in the sight of God. Um, and they've given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. And really that is one of the roots of the evilness that they practice. And that is greediness, self-centeredness, looking out for your own interests and only your own interests which is contrary to what the gospel is, contrary to what uh, the commands of God are. 
He says in verse 20, but you did not learn Christ in this way. You didn't learn Christ based on what the world seeks after. You learned him much differently. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught uh, in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. He's telling us first to lay aside our old self. If you are in Christ, you are a new creature. You are a new self. And take the old self and put it out with the trash. That's what he's telling us to do. Take it out, take it to the, the dump and leave it there. It's corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. And don't be self-deceiving. The lusts of the flesh are not going to help you in the coming year. Verse 25, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Some of you and some of us are going to need to lay aside falsehood. For some people, that's straight out lying and habitual lying. For some, it's stretching the truth, as we would say. Or little white lies. Oh, that will never hurt anybody, but it's falsehood. It's one of the things that God hates. So lay aside the falsehood. That doesn't mean be brutal in your honesty. It means to be honest and you can be kind in your honesty as well. Let's continue on. Verse 26, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. So if there is anger, it should be righteous anger. Don't let the feelings that start welling up in you when somebody offends you turn into anger. Don't let it turn into sin. Quash those feelings. Remember, our feelings do not control us. We control our feelings unless we let our feelings have that control. And so we must control them. We must, uh, if we are anger, angry, it should be angry about something that which God would be angry about himself. And then the actions that are produced by it should not be sinful either. Just because you are angry about something that is righteous does not give you the, the right to do something that is not righteous, that is sinful. Do not sin out of your anger. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. Take care of it every day. Don't stew over it overnight. Don't let it simmer overnight. Take care of it before you go to sleep. Otherwise, verse 27 says, that gives the devil an opportunity in your heart, your life. Let's continue on 
in uh, verse 27, uh, 28. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather must labor, performing his, with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Again, it's the opposite of being self-centered. That's where stealing comes from, being self-centered, being greedy. Now, you say, well, I don't have a problem with this. I don't, I, I don't steal things from the convenience store or from the grocery store or, or any other type of store or from somebody's house or anything like that. What about stealing other people's finances because you are living off the system? I know that's a tough one, especially in this day and age of entitlement programs right and left. Really what you are doing by not trying to provide for yourself, but instead relying upon the government to take from others and give to you, you are in essence stealing. How about getting off of those subsidies? Trust God. Work hard with your hands or your mind or your pencil or your computer or whatever way your work is in this day and age that you can do. If you need to learn a new trade, but work, don't let the government supply your money and your, your needs because they are taking it from someone else. To do that for you. And no, according to the scriptures, you are not entitled to that. Verse 29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the, the moment, so that it may give grace to those who hear. Be careful how you speak. Be careful what you say about people and to people. Be careful what sort of things you pass on to other people. Don't let it become gossip or rumor. Don't, uh, don't talk down on people. Don't tear people apart. Be kind. Verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So this now is going into how we relate to Christ. If God is convicting you about something, don't just set it aside. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Follow it. Listen. Pay attention and change. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So there's a whole laundry list of things to get rid of. Bitterness. Don't hold on to grudges. Don't hold on to past hurts. Let it go. Wrath and anger. Wrath is anger that's acted out. Anger is soothing inside of you. Clamor is, is the destruction and slander is what you're saying about other people that's negative to other people. It says, put those things away along with all malice or intentions that are uh, negative and intentions that are against someone. Put 
those things away. As the end of the year comes up, put those things behind you. Let's go to chapter 5 and verse 3. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. So get rid of any immorality, whatever it might be. And that is a very large category that may include sexual immorality, but it also includes any other type of immorality. Anything that is not according to God's moral law is immoral. And so get rid of any immorality or impurity in your heart, in your talking, in your relationships, in how you view people, in your thought life. Greed, get rid of greed. Just because you, you call it motivation doesn't make it any less greed. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be motivated. We should be motivated by the good things. We should be motivated by Christ. We should be motivated by our faith, but we should not be motivated by greed. The almighty dollar is not a reason to do things. It's not even a reason to go to work in the morning. The reason to go to work in the morning is to provide for yourself and your family. That is the reason. It's not so that you get more money. Let's continue on. Verse 4, there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Uh, be, be careful how you speak and the jokes that you tell and what you laugh at. Make sure it's good stuff according to God's standard. For this you know with certainty, verse 5, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. What do you want? The inheritance of God or the wrath of God? Don't live to get the wrath of God. Don't participate in these things. Verse 7, therefore, do not be partakers with them. Or, yes, don't be partakers with them. If other people, if your friends are, are taking part in those types of jokes and those types of movies and those types of places to go or actions or, or whatnot, don't participate. Walk away. Hang, about, hang around people who are going to draw you closer to Christ and not further away. Let's go down to verse 11. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. Don't just get away. Don't participate. And, and let them know these things are not appropriate. These things aren't the things we should be doing. Verse 17, So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And at that note, I'm going to leave you there to get these things out of your life as we close out 2021. And next week, 
we're going to talk about how do you put on the new stuff? How do you be filled with the Spirit? How do you live without all of the stuff that you just removed? And at that note, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.